In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. As the US confirms more daily cases than ever before, we're asking whether America's new spike of infections will be as deadly as the first. This is coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. While cases in Europe are on the decline, America's curve is going the other way. In the U.S., concern keeps growing as cases of COVID-19 are rising in at least 29 states. Among the hardest... Daily cases in the United States peaked in April, then fell, stabilizing at a daily total of around 60 cases per million people. Then, in mid-June, they began surging rapidly. The country's now passed 100 cases per million people, more than five times the rate in the UK and EU. This in the country that's already seen more deaths than any other, at over 126,000. And on Thursday, the US confirmed a record number of new daily cases. Increases President Donald Trump puts down to more testing. When you do testing to that extent, you're going to find more people, you're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. To discuss whether this is indeed the case, I gave The Telegraph's Washington editor, Nick Allen, a call. How are things, Nick? You've had a busy few months, weeks, years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a busy time. We, we've had, you know, schools like there, we've had schools closed and stuff. So it's all been quite busy with uh, our two small kids and stuff. Uh, but uh, and also with and also just generally with the news, it's been a busy news time protests and all that and that election thing that's going on yeah yeah so nick on thursday the u.s confirmed forty thousand new cases that's a record daily high to what extent can this increased number of cases be attributed to higher testing Uh, yeah it's there's certainly some elements of more testing contributing to more um positive cases it's just logical but uh it's it seems like there are there are other factors at play donald trump's tried to attribute it all, all these extra cases, this new, these new record. There was a record on Thursday. There was a previous record on Wednesday, and you're looking at you know forty thousand positive cases per day, and we haven't seen that since since April. But you know to say that it's all attributable to that extra testing um, is a bit a bit disingenuous. The other factors at play really are one that uh, some of the states, according to the public health officials, just opened too early. And, you know, they were very keen to get their economies going, particularly states like uh, it, it, there's a clear divide between um, states with Republican governors and states with Democrat governors. 
the governor in each state is is basically in control of when when the, the that state reopens, and, and it's it's an, it's been interesting to see how in effect how little power the, the federal government and the president has. You know, the president can say, "I want you to reopen," but actually, the power to do that lies with the governor of each of the fifty states. So, in, in states like uh, with Republican governors like um, Texas and Florida, they decided uh, to open. Public health officials would say too early, um, and we're now seeing the effects of that um, because they're getting spikes. You can also discern quite a lot, I think, if you look at the timing. I mean, this you can see a sudden rise in mid-June, really, and there wasn't a big rise in testing then, was there? Um, but that's when the surge began. And mid-June is also two weeks after quite a crucial date in the States, isn't it? Yes. So th- this is a very um, US-specific thing. May 31st in, in the States is Memorial Day, and it's traditionally the start of, of summer, the mm. unofficial start of summer. That's when everyone starts going to the beach, um, it's when students, young people start going out, having summer parties, gatherings. And that's what happened. Uh, you know, you had states, for example, Florida, there were images of the beaches being you know, swamped with, with, uh, with, with sun seekers on, on Memorial Day. And I think, you know, we're getting a bit of that now in the UK as well. Obviously, you're then seeing a, uh, a knock on effect several weeks later, uh, where people have clearly picked up the virus and, and passed it on. You know, also, you've also had, in addition, you've had lots of mass gatherings. You've had all the, all the, all the protests, um, all the Black Lives Matter protests. And to what extent that's contributed is impossible to quantify. But it's clear, you know, it it's, may well have had some effect. You've also got the issue in the, in the States that it's taken time for the virus to spread. So obviously, New York was the epicenter uh, at the beginning. And other northeastern states like New Jersey were very badly hit. And it seems to have taken time for it to really erupt in the South and even across in the West in California, which had a record number of cases the other day. Um, So those states, Texas, Florida, Arizona, Arkansas, Nevada, Oklahoma, sorry, out into the West, Nevada, California, those, those states are the ones that are really being hit now. And it's not so much a second wave. It's just that the first wave has taken time to reach there. What's interesting is that we're seeing a rise in cases, but we're seeing a, a drop in, in deaths, aren't we? Do we know why that is? Uh, yes, this, this is interesting. The headline figure is always, oh, you know, there's a record number of cases. Yeah, it's been, you know, over the last week. But if you look beyond those figures, you see that the, the number of deaths is quite stable. Um, and, you know, it peaked at sort of, you know, 2,000-ish, nearly 2,000 a day in, um, in April. And it's now sort of stable-ish around kind of, you know, 600-ish. And it's been that way for a while. And what seems to be happening is that it's because the, the average age of people who are testing positive has plummeted. So, for example, in, in, uh, in Florida, the average age, you know, during the early phase, the average age of someone testing positive for the virus was 65 and it's now 35. Wow. So it's nearly halved. And that's, that's repeated across several other states and what that means is that those people who have contracted the virus have have much better medical outcomes. You know, they're they're not being hospitalised as as often, and even when they are hospitalised, they uh, have a much better chance of of survival. So so therefore, the the, the number the actual number of deaths is not going up. You've just got a lot of a lot more people um, who are getting sick, but not as sick. Okay, with all that in mind about the demographics of the people who are now spreading the virus in the States, does that give us hope that this new spike in infections won't be as deadly as the last one, Nick? 
Um, at the moment, it looks like deaths-wise, uh, no, because the the proportion of um, deaths to uh, positive cases is is much lower. Um, but uh, we just it's, it's impossible to say exactly where it's going to go. We don't know what's going to happen in a few weeks' time, in a few months' time, when these young people have interacted with uh, their older relatives. And particularly states are opening up. Yeah, when states open up. And that means that, uh, so further down the line, it could lead to more deaths. It was interesting that the head of the CDC uh, yesterday said, he's one of America's top um, health experts, and he said that, 90% of the population is still at risk. So you can have, still have massive outbreaks. So that would, you know, in, in a sense, that would suggest, yes, you could have a spike as deadly as the first. Uh, on the other hand, with the age of, the, uh, of, of those infected going down so much, that seems less likely. And another factor is that doctors themselves have come up with better ways of treating patients. Um, so they're getting... So the, the word from the doctors is that they're, they're getting better medical outcomes. They're having to put less people on ventilators. That means that uh, in theory, even if you get more deaths, more, sorry, more um, positive cases this time, you will get less deaths. But uh, I think as the top, uh, the top infectious diseases expert here, Anthony Fauci, at one point just said, look, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you what's going to happen. Um, because we haven't been through this before, so the likelihood is that you know we won't we won't see as many deaths as we did a few months ago. But actually, we we, we can't really tell for sure. Mm, Dr. Fauci advises the governors, but as you say, Nick, the power does lie with them. He's been very vocal about not reopening too soon. In fact, he's always said that opening too soon would set states back because they'd have to go back into lockdown. And that's actually happening in some places, isn't it, Nick? Whilst others are, they've pressed the pause button on their reopenings. So the, the big one is Texas. Um, Texas is kind of, it, it'd been a kind of a trailblazer in terms of reopening its economy. It was well ahead. Um, it started opening up in, in early May. And it had reached a point where things were not entirely back to normal, but but relative, you know, it, it did things, you know, like open hair salons and so on very early. The, the restaurants um, had reached, you know, reopening to 75% capacity. And what's what's happened now is it, Texas, like like a host of other states, has had a record number of cases, um, have 5,000 positive cases the other day. Um, so they despite you know the Republican governor who was very gung-ho about reopening the economy has had to step back and say, okay, we're pausing everything for the moment. Uh, we'll stay as we are, but we're not going to the next phase of reopening. And we're just going to wait and see what happens. He's also suspended um, elective hospital surgeries um, to create more bed space. And uh, this is some very bad predictions about some of the cities, uh, what's going to happen next in some of the cities in Texas, particularly Houston, and Houston, the main the main medical uh, center in Houston, as of the, uh, a couple of days ago, the, uh, the all the all the ICU all the intensive care beds uh, in Houston are full. So they are and they they are looking at potentially becoming the next you know worst place in America. That's that's replicated in other states. Um, North Carolina's put a, a, a three week freeze on reopening. Everyone's basically a lot of the governors are now who've been pushing ahead to reopen and now taking a breath, taking a pause and saying, look, you know, let's just, we've got this spike. Let's just see 
how it plays out over the next few weeks um, before we do anything else. The power does lie uh, largely with the governors, but the messaging comes from the top. What's Donald Trump been saying? Uh, he's, uh, yeah, his position is very clear, reopen. Uh, he, he, he wants to get back to normal. He refers to his view of the, the current spikes is that uh, he uses the word embers. You know, we've had the fire and these are the embers. You know, there's going to be, you know, outbreaks cropping up every now and again. It's going to spike. But, you know, when that happens, you know, you deal with it and move on. His, I, mean, I mean, he's been horrified by the unemployment figures, particularly, you know, America reached, you know, 15 um, unemployment. And, you know, these are, these are near Great Depression levels. His whole re-election is, is, or his whole re-election strategy had been centred around the booming economy. Obviously, coronavirus has devastated the economy um, and his re-election is now partly about the economy and partly about how he's handled coronavirus. But what he's really aiming for is to get states reopened and then have a, have a, have a bounce back in the economy in the third quarter before the November election. And if, if, if things are moving on an upward track, then he can say, look, it's OK, we're bouncing back and uh, the, economy, the economy will be great again. And uh, he, he really needs that to happen because at the moment um, he's 14% down in the polls to Biden and there are predictions of a landslide. The rest of the coronavirus latest news. The proportion of coronavirus deaths in English hospitals has fallen since the peak of the epidemic. University of Oxford researchers found that 1.5% of those hospitalised with the virus are dying in June, down from 6% in April. The analysis says the fall could be down to the changing season, improvements in treatments and changes in the patient population. Nicola Sturgeon says Scotland isn't far from eliminating the virus. The country recorded no new deaths in the last 24 hours, the first time Scotland's confirmed no new deaths on a weekday since the 20th of March. It means the death toll in the country remains at 2,482. Scotland confirmed 17 more cases on the previous day. Sweden's accused the World Health Organization of a total misrepresentation of its data as the UN body listed it among 11 countries facing a resurgence of cases. The country's state epidemiologist Anders Tegnell insisted the country had an increased number of cases because of increased testing, but the number of serious cases was falling. Sweden's seen 5,200 deaths with the virus after it chose not to introduce strict lockdowns. As always, you can read more on any of those stories by following the links in the episode description. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis, and I'll be back on Monday evening with your next podcast. In the meantime, head to telegraph.co.uk slash audio, where you can get 30 days access to The Telegraph completely free. For anyone wondering whether now's the right time to book some flights, I'd use that offer to read my colleague Greg Dickinson's piece on the gamble many of us are weighing up over the weekend. We might not know about the first air bridges until Monday, but Greg will tell you if there's any advantage to booking now or whether you should hold fire if you've been finding these podcasts useful i'd really appreciate it if you could tell me that you can do that by leaving a five-star rating and a review on apple podcasts it's partially but not entirely for an ego boost it's mainly to tell us whether we're giving you podcasts you like listening to to get in touch email coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk or you can find me on twitter it's at t underscore leludis
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.